Welcome to The Healthy Me. I'm Trina Felber, registered nurse and CEO of Primal Life Organics. I believe there's a healthy person living in everyone. The Healthy Me is designed to help you call up your healthy self, step out of your comfort zone, shake things up, and get results. So let's find and empower your healthy me. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm super excited. This is going to be such a great show. I am joined with Dr. Jason Pikin, and we are going to talk about acid reflux, but we're not going to talk about bad acid reflux. We're going to talk about what might actually be causing it so you can actually get rid of it because this might shock you that it might not be the reason you think it is. So stay tuned and listen. So acid reflux, could the cause really be the tension in your jaw? So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Jason Pikin. He is a chiropractor, certified nutrition specialist, and health coach who offers a unique holistic and whole body approach to nutrition and wellness. Love that. Growing up in Queens, New York, all is a all of his life, Jason knew that the best of everything was found in New York City. Isn't that true? And that's why he chose to start his practice in the heart of New York City, just below Central Park. Since starting his practice in 1996, he has taught people how to heal from various problems ranging from chronic pain to digestive disorders. With a focus on nutrition-based total body approach to health, Jason helps his patients tackle issues using the health relationship between the gut and the brain, known as the brain-gut axis. He also uses a combination of functional lab testing and applied kinesiology in order to address the three basic causes of all health problems, imbalances in chemical, emotional, and physical systems in the body. You can learn more about Jason's approach to health and wellness in his book, Better, 11 Simple Habits to Improve Your Life. Welcome, Jason. Thanks for having me, Trina. That was such a great intro. (laughs) I've been practicing all day. I thought I was going to get stuck on the word kinesiology. But I didn't. Everything was smooth. (laughs) But that's because when I wrote it out, I got to show everybody, I wrote it out like so how you pronounce it. (laughs) Phonetically. Okay, good. (laughs) All right, so let's get started. I really want to know, like, talk to me about the connection between acid reflux and TMJ because I've never heard this connection before. Okay, well... Here's the story. Well, at first, how I came up with it was really, it's because I had acid reflux. In my first year in practice, uh, I was, you know, a practicing chiropractor, thought I was the epitome of health, and I'd come home at the end of the day, like, gripping my chest and, like, burping inappropriately at the end of the day with patients. And I just needed to delve into why I was having the problem in the first place. And there really wasn't any good answers. And over many years of learning so many different things, I pieced together all three parts of acid reflux. And the most fascinating one was the jaw. Uh, And this was taught by actually Dr. George Goodhart. He is the founder of Applied Kinesiology, passed away, brilliant guy that towards the end nobody was listening to because he was too old. But luckily, I'll I'll be his voice. Um, What he said was is that we're stressed, of course, as individuals, especially more in modern life. And and what most people tend to do in compensation for stress is just grit their teeth, clench. Even some of us don't do it during the day. We only do it when we're sleeping at night. But so many people do it. And if we don't have the most perfect symmetrical jaw and bite, 
which very few people do, that small amount of tension or large amount of tension if you're a real grinder over time creates problems in your jaw. Now, in order for you to survive, you need a really well-functioning jaw because if your jaw doesn't work, you don't eat, you die. Right. So It's as simple as that. Simple. So the body is so smart that it doesn't let you know about your jaw problem. It'll tweak the muscles around the neck area to try to keep the jaw in line so you keep eating and talking and living life, and you'll wind up with tension in your neck. Usually the jaw compensates by causing a problem in the middle of your neck, C3, 4, and 5, the middle three bones, and those nerves that come out of those bones innervate your diaphragm. (gasps) That's the connection. That's it. And that is what causes disturbances in the stomach and could cause breathing issues. But let's just talk about the, you know, hiatal hernia or stomach issues. That's the connection. So leave it to a chiropractor to solve your gut issues, right? But it's so true. Like I go to my chiropractor and they're always talking about the nerve innervation for the different organs. And we as a people forget that. And that's a huge connection. So, Because you don't look like you would suffer from gastric reflux. So obviously, so what is the next step? So what causes tension in the jaw in the first place? So that's the emotional part of stress. Um, So what you do about that is there's tons of stress relieving techniques. I mean, in my book, I discuss it. I, I do a program called Set the Tone for the Day. My whole morning routine is set up to erase the first probably 25 years of bad programming that I had in my head that told me all the wrong wrong things about life that got my negative thoughts rolling around. And if I do this program of whether it's prayer or gratefulness, journaling, meditation, listening to positive things like a podcast, anything to get my brain in a good space, well, then I start to feel better and there's less tension in the jaw. That's the emotional aspect. Uh, and then... You can do physical things and chemistry things for reflux too. I don't know how much you want to get into that or you want to stick with all this. Well, I'm fascinated with the jaw. Like I'm fascinated with this because um, with my background, I'm a nurse anesthetist. So with my background in nursing, we've always just discussed how to fix it from down here, you know, foods or just obviously, you know, they're always prescribing medications to prevent the acid. But really, that's the symptom of the problem. And if you never fix the problem, it's never going to go away. So I'm fascinated with what you what what you want to talk about with like C2, was it two, three, and four? Three, four, five. Three, four, five. C three, four, five. So let's talk a little bit about that and what you can do, you know, how that relates to your gut and why it's causing those problems. Okay, so besides going to a chiropractor that's familiar with it, that knows how to adjust the neck to free up the subluxations, those are misalignments irritating the nervous system in C3, 4, 5, there are a lot of things that you can do on your own. Um, Of course, it's best to go to an expert. I'm going to tell people to come to me or go to a local chiropractor. Um, uh, But if you want to start working on yourself, you just have to look for the physical tension to see if you can get some relief. And there are three main areas. One, let's just talk about the jaw and how to release tension there. Most people that even know they grind and feel tension in their their jaw don't bother to work on it. I mean, all you have to do is rub it. I I can show you where. Yeah, show us. us. 
Yeah, you, you, you drop down from your eyeball and you have your cheekbone and it feels kind of hard, okay? And you drop down from that hard bone and there's like a little softness that happens. That's the beginning of your masseter muscle, your clenching muscle. And if you can just feel underneath that ridge, there's usually one or two, uh, you know, if you're going back and forth, tight points. If you don't find those tight points, which you can rub if you feel that they're tight, well then drop down to the bottom of your jaw with a few fingers or one finger or what I like to do because my fingers get sore is a knuckle. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just get in there with a knuckle and I just rub in there. There's internal stuff too. Um, so you got to make sure you have clean fingers and literally you just oh, go in. Go, yeah. yeah, you just go in there. And what most people don't do is I just taught you about the master, the muscle over here. There's just outside the back molars of your teeth way back. You can actually feel tension in the jaw joint right there. And you want to you don't want to kill yourself. You don't want to cause torture because it's usually sore in most people. But if there is especially a difference from side to side. One is a lot more sore than the other. Try just putting a little pressure right inside your mouth up there and see if it feels good, like that good pain, you know, that, that massage good pain. If you have that, well, then stick it up there for 20 seconds, okay? I've I, actually I've had a massage out. therapist that would do that. They would put their finger in my mouth and actually do that pressure point right there. I do that all day long with people. Uh, we work on that. I use a vibration tool. It's called a percussive massager uh, on my hand. So my finger vibrates into their jaw and we work on there. And then we use a cold laser, which is a fantastic tool to break up scar tissue and fascial trigger points. Fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah. So is when you're treating gas, gas, because a lot of people are like, well, you know what? I take, um, you know, proton pump inhibitors, Prilosec, Nexium. So why, tell people why they would want to do this. Um, you know, don't stop taking those, obviously, unless your symptoms go away. But let's talk a little bit about this versus medication. Okay. Uh, first, the, the why. It's medication, the vast majority of the time, does not address the why, especially in this situation. Uh, I'd say at least 80% of the time, maybe 90% of the time, the cause of why they're having acid reflux is a lack of acid in their stomach. So that is counterintuitive to most people. Why would I have a lack of acid in my stomach? If people have done a lot of searching about it, they've probably heard that before. But the, the basic premise is we need acid in our stomach. Our, our stomach is, one of the, is the most acidic portion of our entire body, and it's protected. The acid is supposed to be there. As long as that acid doesn't escape, we're okay. So if we take a proton pump inhibitor, uh, what we're doing is we're preventing that acid from forming and we decrease our ability to digest proteins and certain minerals. One of those minerals, zinc, actually helps us to produce more acid. So we're basically having a self-perpetuating problem we can't ever fix because we're not allowed to absorb the nutrients that heal our gut and we're taking something that disturbs our digestion. Right. It feel better. Uh, sometimes, at least like 60 to 70% of the time, I think is the stat that people feel better from these proton pump inhibitors. But if you don't, it's either because you have non-acid reflux, uh, a mechanical problem, or you just haven't gotten to your why and the body is just saying, no, I'm going to keep giving you the symptom until you fix me. Right. Yeah. And yeah, 
I'm all, and I know you're all about getting to the actual source of the problem. And what I bet most people don't realize, because I had never heard that before, is that the cause could actually have nothing to do or little to do with your gut. It could actually start from the back of your neck and and your nerves. So talk for a second about what that connection is. I know you said that the nerves that innervate come out, but exactly how does that work? And in, in what you do or what, what, how, what's the next step for everybody listening? Cause I, if they're out there going, that's me, that's me. I have neck issues. I have this. Do people typically have neck pain, neck symptoms that might be something that they can look into, you know, causing their acid reflux? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, or does sometimes the neck never hurt, but it could still be the problem? Okay. Premise to answering that, only 9% of the nervous system can feel. Well, let's put it that only 9% of the nervous system is set out for sensing pain. Because if you knew everything that was wrong with you this second, you'd just, yeah, you'd explode. Okay. We wouldn't be able to survive. So we sometimes don't feel the problems. Sometimes our problems come out in one way and not in another. And this is what I try to make a point with when everybody, whenever I'm dealing with people is even though most people are coming in for one single thing, that's their driving force of why they made an appointment to see me, I have to uncover all the other little things that are probably contributing to it. And again, with physical to go over this again is let's say you, you still have that tension in your jaw and your neck is compensating to try to realign your jaw. Besides the subluxation, besides the misalignment that needs to be adjusted, you can also work on the tension in your jaw. Most people, if they do feel pain in their neck as a result of this uh, pattern, they'll feel it in the back of their neck, but that's actually not where they need to rub. The most important place that they can work on is the front of their neck. Ah. It's... Yeah, like, like the sternocleomastoid, is that what you're talking about? Or SCM, scalenes, there's a ton of little uh, muscles that attach from your tongue to your neck, your tongue to your, th- to your jaw, and all these little muscles can be worked around. And so what I do is just kind of like use a pincer grip and just get in here and work it. And again, if you feel spot that's tight, rub it, not so you, you get injured, uh, but that you, you feel that good pain and rub it out and you can go that muscle in your neck goes all along your collarbone all the way up to your mastoid right here behind your ear and you can feel for trigger points there and most often if somebody releases tension here the tension in the back of their neck goes away goes away and if you have the whole the whole pattern where it's jaw and the neck where i told you how to walk on your neck you'll also start to get tension in your diaphragm which is down here these are the other little places to work. Again, crooked fingers like this, just get in there and feel for what's tight. You can't believe how many people tell me they feel so much better after I rub one little tender point in their diaphragm for 30 seconds. And they can do this on their own. I teach them too. Yeah, I've done that before. I've gotten my finger up under my rib cage and poked around up there and it can get pretty tight. It's pretty crazy. The body is amazing. And like you said, the body's always going to compensate to go back to normal. Like your neck is always trying to find that normal position. So it's going to do whatever it has to. And if your jaw is not in alignment or it's tense or whatever, your neck is always going to try to maintain that normal position. So that's the problem. What about people at nighttime that clench their jaws? It's really difficult. It's, it's a challenging thing to fix. 
Um, uh, the, the best thing is, again, when you take away some of that physical tension, it helps. Um, some other things like meditation and journaling to get the thoughts out of your head and be in a calm place mentally. And um, herbs that help to get rid of the racing from your head that stimulate GABA are also really important. Uh, herbs like lavender, chamomile, lemon balm, uh, magnesium, and not an herb, but a uh, mineral, helps to relax muscles. And these are also little tricks that I use depending on the person because more magnesium means more relaxation of muscles, less jaw clenching. Some people have been doing it for so long that it's a hard habit to break, especially because it's unconscious. Yeah. But I find over time, if we keep working with it, uh, them doing their homework that I give them to work on themselves and us working on relieving some of that deep down pressure, then it can stop. So what about my listeners that aren't in New York that can't come and visit you? What um, do you have a program or something that they can go to to find you to be able to get more information about this? Yes, I was I was asked about this for many years because everybody said I have a cousin, I have a friend, I, they, they can't get to you. What do we do? Uh, and I created a set of videos, um, a set of videos, an ebook, uh, just like everything I could think of that has to do with acid reflux and understanding the why and learning how to fix yourself. And it's really the acid reflux solution. Uh, it's There's links to it on my site. I'm going to give you a link to it. Um, and I, I'd love for people to take advantage and learn how to treat themselves because they can. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll post the link to his site so anybody that's listening or watching can go check it out. And especially if you suffer from gastric reflux or know someone that does, because I think almost everybody knows at least one person that has problems um, with gastric reflux. Um, it's a huge problem, and it, and it can cause bigger problems down the road. And really, medication isn't the solution if the problem isn't being fixed. And, you know, so the, the medication just is a Band-Aid that actually could cause more problems, right? Yeah. Can we, can we mention some of that? Oh, sure. I'm open. Yeah, the biggest, I, I mean, I, I take care of people again, they're usually coming in for neck pain, shoulder pain, knee pain. Yeah. And then to the fact that they have reflux and they were never even thinking of treating it. Well, that's they, what I mean. That's why I love, up. that's why I love talking to you because people don't think about gastric reflux as a, a real, I mean, it's a problem and it inhibits your daily life. But when you go to the doctor, that's not really the first thing you think of unless you're going in for that reason. Right. And they, people need to pay more attention to it. If they're already on the medications, they have to understand that those medications as a side effect are going to be causing nutrient deficiencies over a long term inability. We mentioned to um, break down minerals and proteins, but what they also lead to is a lot of other GI symptoms, because when you take away that acid from your stomach, you're actually more prone to infections. The, one of the number one ways we get gastrointestinal infections, why bugs get into our body and infect us, is we're protected by this acid because we eat these bugs on our food. Somebody didn't wash their hands uh, and, you know, we get it into our bodies. And if we have a lot of acid in our stomach, it can kill those bugs so we don't get infected. If we're taking those medications, we reduce our ability to have a properly functioning immune system. And that can lead to other problems, um, again, GI issues, SIBO, which is something I take care of a lot, uh, bacterial overgrowth in the small intestine, tons of other issues. And if, let's say, you ignore it and don't take the medications, acid reflux left untreated, I mean, the worst case scenario, esophageal cancer, yeah. uh, stomach cancer. I mean, these are horrific cancers. And I'm, I'm not saying that's a high percentage of people that are going to develop it, but 
it's a lot more likely if you let this go untreated. Yeah. And if the solution is simply jaw tension, I don't want to say simply, but really, it's simple. If you sometimes can, it's. yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to dumb it down to what it is. And if that's really the cause, because it's causing the nerves that are coming out of your spinal cord <laughs> to be pinched, or, you know, the innervation can't get to your gut. And that's the reason you're having symptoms. It could be a simple, like you could never need to take medication again, if you get the problem fixed. Yes, I've gotten people off of their medications. They've been on them for 20 years and they they can release it. They don't need it anymore. They don't even need the supplements I give them um, uh, that they need at first. Um, but eventually they're they're actually fixed. And that's really the goal is to not do, be dependent on anybody else or anything else except your own innate ability to heal. Awesome. I appreciate everything you are doing because, like I said, most people probably have never, ever, ever thought about this causing their gastric reflux. And people walk around with gastric reflux all the time. So I really appreciate that you, you know, this is one way to treat yourself and whether, you know, if it doesn't work, what did you lose, you know? But if it gets you off your medication and you don't suffer from gastric reflux, think about how that can change your life. Right. So yeah. thanks, Jason. I totally appreciate it. We're going to post the links so that people can go check that out and self-treat through you and hopefully get people better without um, having to take medication. And you guys check out his book, Better 11 Simple Habits to Improve Your Life, because if it only takes 11 and you can improve one aspect of your life, I'm all in. <laughs> so thanks, Jason. Anything else that you want to say? No, that you've covered a lot. I'm sure there's a lot. There's a tons of info around it, but you can get into nitty gritty. We can talk for hours. hours. This is the most important part that I want people to understand. Awesome. I appreciate that. Thanks, Jason. Okay. Thanks, right. Trina. You're welcome. All right. Bye, guys. We'll catch you next time on The Healthy Me. Trina here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, Subscribe to the Healthy Me podcast and be sure to rate it and review it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. You can like the Healthy Me Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at thehealthyme underscore com. Remember, the info on the Healthy Me podcast is not to be taken as medical advice. You should always talk with your doctors before trying anything we discuss. Until next time, live in your Healthy Me.